please be advised that there will be discussions in regards to sexual violence and self-harm. Hey y'all, this is Jasmine, also known as DJ Gem Jam. I am coming to you with a new podcast called Noise Zayad. I'm your podcast that gives you the insight of small businesses, entrepreneurs, and musician artists who are struggling with everyday life goals and the history behind their passion. Hey y'all, thank you for joining me on Noise Blue Zion, episode 4. My special guest is Hazel Maseko. Hazel is a young Maswana woman who is a mother and a wife. When she is not teaching accounts, she is a voice for the voiceless. On her website, she is also a podcaster. And what she does is she contains real-life stories that educate the readers and transform their lives. This podcast is specifically on forgiveness. Please welcome ever-blessed Hazel Maseko. I wanted to give a warm welcome to my new podcast guest, Hazel Maseko. Nice to meet you. Hi, it's nice to meet you. And I'm so grateful to be here. How are you, dear? Oh, I'm fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, Hazel, tell me a little bit about yourself so we can get to know you a little bit more. I'm a young lady from Botswana. Mm -hmm. I'm 33 years old. I'm married. Actually, I have three kids. I'm a teacher by profession. I teach business subjects, but mostly I'm based on accounting. So that's me. That's awesome. Yeah, I think we were, were talking about a, a little bit about your accounting background. I have 15 years of accounting. I used to be an accountant for... For as long as that, uh, with the bachelor's degree, but I am so excited to meet one like-minded number cruncher to another. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, likewise. Like, I'm so grateful to be here. Like, it's so great to meet people whom we share the same, like, goal. I may, I may call it a goal, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a mission. It's a goal. We we are on the same path. We're holding hands with everyone else who has like-minded goals and their same journey to make the world a much more peaceful and joyous place to live for our children and our great-grandchildren and so forth. The future. That's true. Yes, exactly. So a couple more questions, Hazel, just to, to know a little bit more. Dev, deep into your your journey. So what was the happiest moment of your life? To be honest, the happiest of my life has been that time when I started knowing who I am. Like most people wouldn't understand what I'm talking about. I recently wrote a book, though it's not uh, yet published. It's called Broken Mask. I've grown up thinking what I see is the truth, yet it is not. Like a situation whereby you are, you are a child and you know that your parents are these people. Then you tend to realize that, no, this ain't my parents. Like knowing the truth to me was the happiest moment of my life because it opened many paths for me. Like I started to live a life that I envied, not being scared of being judged because clearly everybody knew the truth and I didn't but knowing the truth to show that now I'm with these people so yeah that was the happiest moment of my life mm -hmm. 
That's yeah. awesome. Wonderful. And I forgot to mention to the listeners that you're also a podcaster as well. You have your own podcast. Tell me your subjects and topics in regards to your podcast. Okay. My podcast is called The Voice for the Voiceless. I started this podcast because I am one person who has been through a lot. Mm-hmm. So I am a victim of rape. If one would have listened to my podcast, will know. I, I recently recorded a, an episode where I said, even though I was not a virgin, he robbed me of my innocence. I know most people are going through a lot, but they can't express or they don't have the courage to speak out. So I started this podcast to like help those who can speak out to know that they aren't alone. So I wrote about the topic of other individual. He wrote me of my innocence. I talked about uh, toxic relationships, toxic environment, those things. That's what I talk about. I talk about real life stories. Mm-hmm. Very, yeah. very, very sensitive. And it's hard to talk about almost like a taboo for some cultures to even talk about those hurt, the hurtfulness that they have gone through you know, having to deal with parents who have been abusive, for example, and they have the constant cycle of, of violence and abuse in the, in the household. And as a child, if you are a child in that type of household, it becomes, you become like a prisoner. One of the rules, I guess, one of the rules is everything that happens in a household stays in a household and they're not able to speak out they're not even supposed yeah. to be even to talk about what had happened. So we're constant silent prisoners of, of situations like that. And it's just something that nobody really wants to speak out to, but we need to speak out about that. I mean, it happens to more people than, than people are, are aware of. So another question that I like to ask is, um, how would you like to be remembered? And that's a great question, actually. Um, you know, when I started this thing of me writing a blog before I started a podcast, I knew I wasn't doing it for myself. I was doing it for the innocent kids. Like where I'm from, we find that kids aged three years, two years that are being raped. Mm-hmm. I'm so fortunate because I can speak out, but they enable to speak out. So I want to be remembered as that lady. Oh, the girl who managed to help those voiceless mm-hmm. to end up speaking up. That's my goal. That's what I want to achieve. That is wonderful. That is awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So I know you said you are also a, a, you are a Motswana woman. Can you tell me a little bit more? Where did you grow up? As a Motswana woman, I grew up in a very, very rural place called Mothavani. It's a very rural place. With my grandmom. Mm-hmm. So like I recently stated that I once believed that the people that I thought were my parents weren't my mm-hmm. parents. So I grew up in a very rough place with my, my grandmom. And I'm very grateful for that because being in a poverty situation, it helped me to like dream a lot. Mm-hmm. It's the best thing that has ever happened to me. I don't even regret growing up in a rural place. Even if going to school in college, I knew I had a goal. I knew I had to pass. 
because I wanted to like change the situation that I was in. Like the place that I'm talking about is so rural. We just recently got electricity. We knew we, we didn't have electricity. We didn't have any network for cell phones, nothing. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, it, when we talk about our past stories of, our, of where we come from, it feels like it's a different life. Like we're talking about somebody else's life because we've gotten so far away from that past. But we don't want to forget it as well because that re- it reminds us how far we've come. So that's a wonderful story that you be- you were actually able to get out of that uh, type of environment. And and I'm glad that we're able to share that because there's not the other people who are able to do that as well. So we are, you know, I like that we're both same on the same journey where we are the voices. And I would love to ask a couple more questions. If you could interview anyone from your life living or have passed on, who would it be and why? Um, yeah, surprisingly, I would interview my grandmom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one thing that I want to know from her is how did she do it? Mm-hmm. Like, we were suffering a lot, but she always put in a smile. I face situations sometimes that I, don't even think I can just pass through. So I'll just ask her, how did she do it? How did she manage to put on a smile? How did she manage to keep her family together, even through all this? That's what I want to know. Because sometimes I fail as a mother and as a wife. So yeah, my grandma. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I wish I could have met her. She sounds like a wonderful person. Yeah, she was. <laughs> yeah. Now. Do you have any regrets on anything? Um, maybe you could have could have done differently, or if you could have not done it at all. Is, do you have any regrets in, in up to this point in life? Yeah, I do. Actually, I have one regret. Um, so a few years back, I, I had an incident where I was sexually harassed, if I may call it. So mm-hmm. I decided to keep quiet. Me keeping quiet destroyed me, destroyed my kids, destroyed everyone around me. So I regret keeping quiet. Mm-hmm. I wish I was wiser then, like I am now. Like I wish I was able to speak out, like I'm encouraging people to speak out now. Yeah. Yeah, that's powerful. You know, it's a bittersweet. To me personally, it would be a bittersweet. A situation because for women to go through being sexually harassed or sexually uh, assaulted or any type of sexual violence towards us, we don't want to be the silent victims. But to have us going through that scenario, if we have the opportunity to help someone else in that similar situation, we could be their rock we could be their hand in guiding them away from it or steering them away from that type of like seeing the types of behavior or um or the type of group of friends that they're with or the type of family member that's to see someone going through that now if it does happen in front of you we have the we have the strength and we we are strongly aware of a dangerous 
uh, unraveling situation for another woman or for another or for even for a man because i mean men go through it and that's also a silent they're also silent victims of the same type of situations that women go through but it's harder for them too because they're so used to seeing they're so used to being told you know boys don't cry or you got to be tough about it stop acting like a, a little girl you know using that kind of um, insult towards them when they've gone through the same situation or something like that so to have that as you know with women who've gone through that same type of stuff we are you know we are able to help and guide other people which is what you're doing right now and that's that's a it's it's a bittersweet is what i was trying to say even though we had you know we had to go through this this type of situation had happened to women we can help the next person or the next person and trade you know go down to generation to generation to prevent this from happening in the future i mean um that's i kind of think of that in a positive way even though it's it doesn't seem such a positive when you're going through that type of situation you know but you are right there because you know i wrote an article about that Mm-hmm. Like I, I even say that that we're not doing it for ourselves now because we have already been through that. Mm-hmm. We need to speak out, even though the society is so judgmental. We need to speak out to help, yes, or to cut the chain because this is a sequence. If we keep quiet, our kids are still going to suffer. They're still going to go through the same thing that you went through. So, like us speaking up or us speaking out, it helps the young generation like we are trying to cut the sequence if we shame all these wrongdoings it is not for us now mm-hmm. it's for those who are still going to express the same thing we can keep that we can stop that from happening yeah right right if someone has particular questions about because our topic is in regards to forgiveness if someone wanted to ask you questions and that i know there's a lot of people who are going through the same process of forgiving someone and it could be based on this particular act of uh, sexual violence or sexual some type of domestic abuse or being hurt in some other way it's hard for that person to forgive Um, why do you think forgiveness is important we forgive not for those who did wrong to us we forgive for ourselves like the moment you start forgiving or the moment you forgive someone it's good for your health like people who are clear in mind who don't hold the grudges they make good decisions mm-hmm. like success comes through because you can see things clearly the other thing is for the good atmosphere the good environment imagine if i can't forgive my sister if i can't forgive my colleague I work with that person every day and that person who seems happy I am the one who's holding a grudge what does that thing do, do to me like honestly it blocks everything I can't even see anything clearly so mm-hmm. I think forgiving will bring lots and lots of light so I think just forgive for yourself for your success for your health yeah right yeah it could wear and tear you physically psychologically you know spiritually uh, yeah. you, you carry all of that all of that burden of 
why did that person do that to me? And why can I not forgive that person? It just, it wears you down like a stone, um, mm. constantly rubbing against the, the tides of the ocean. It can even lead to depression. Like you always be dwelling on one thing. Why did that person do this to me? Why? Like you start questioning yourself, doubting yourself. Am I the one who is wrong here? Like, why can't this person come and ask for forgiveness and all this stuff? You know, you end up being de depressed. Based on the conversation in regards to forgiveness, is there anyone that you need to forgive? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, to I, to I, I, I told people on my article that I've been sexually assaulted. Mm -hmm. Funny enough, I don't think I have to forgive or I, I'm not mad at the person who assaulted me because I don't even know the person actually. I just want to forgive myself. Yeah. Like I've been holding this thing for so long within me. Like I blame myself. You know, those questions that would come, start asking yourself, why was I there at that time? Why was I alone? Was I too drunk? Did I do anything to that gave that perpetrator a, 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 I don't even know how to say, sorry. I still blame myself. And mm -hmm. I think it's high time I forgive myself because I lived with this thing for some time. Mm -hmm. There was a point that I even thought my marriage would end because I couldn't even allow my husband to touch me just imagine there were times that i thought i'm not good enough for him i was even neglecting my kids and for me not to be able to move on i think it was because i didn't see any wrong mm -hmm. in that man everything was on me you know like there was a time that i couldn't even go to work i would lock myself up I remember my, I have a best friend whom I work with here. She would knock in the window and I'd just be quiet, cutting myself mm -hmm. just to relieve the pain that I was going through until I got to a point where I tried to commit suicide. Right. A situation where I thought I'm nothing. I felt so dirty. Yeah. I felt like... Everyone knows. I remember waking up at the psychiatric ward when I was released from the psychiatric ward. Mm -hmm. When I look at my case, all I do is to blame myself. What did I do? I look at my husband, what he went through. So I just... Um. I just want to forgive myself. Like it's been a while. I'm I'm trying so hard. I think think talking about it it puts less less of this feeling on our shoulders. But you are sharing it with somebody who has experienced it, so it's a very emotional for me as well because it brings up a lot of memories of what I've I've held back for many many years um so yeah. i used to cry a lot <laughs> like and the reason i need to forgive myself is because mm -hmm. i want to help 
those who have gone through the same thing, but they can't speak out. But I can't help them mm-hmm. if I can't forgive myself. If I can, I can't stop blaming myself for this. Because you know, a few months back, I I, I thought of having starting a campaign right. of anti-rape. Still on hold because I just can't forgive myself. I can't get past this. Wow. So the only the only person that I want to forgive now is me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's me. You can definitely do it. Um, you can, and I think this is the biggest. This is the first big step of doing it is saying it out loud, acknowledging it, and. I mean, I've heard of ways of forgiveness is by writing all the, the emotion, all the the anger in on a piece of paper, making it aware that it's separate from you by writing it out on a piece of paper and taking that paper and either burning it, burying it, ripping it up. I can say to you, Hazel, is that in, in no circumstance, it should never be because of what you were doing, what you were wearing, if you're walking down the street by yourself, if you were drinking, if you were hanging out with a, a crowd of people, um, if you knew the, the person and you said no, it is never the victim. It, you, you should not be considered a victim. You yeah. had, you, no matter anyone, man, woman, child, it is not your fault do not blame yourself because we are put in a in a in a type of society where women or um sexual advances and sexual harassment is almost considered a norm like people are forced to believe that it's okay to do this to other people it's not okay you are not the victim and it is not your fault it doesn't matter if you're walking down the street naked. You have no right to be violated, no matter what. You could you could be in your own home or with a good friend of yours or with or with a spouse or a partner. That does not give anyone the right to touch you without your consent. I don't care how long you've known the person, um, you know, or if you've known the person for five minutes. It is not your fault. Whoever did this to you. That is on them. They are disrespectful, disgusting, repulsive um, violators of, you know, of your body. You know, it's something that you should never take burden for. Because you know what? They're not, they're not losing sleep over what they did. You are. Why do you need to be dealing with the after effect of something they did to you? You are right, like me blaming myself all these years. It got me to a point where like I would drink myself to sleep. Mm-hmm. I ended up being in death because I couldn't like sleep without drinking, partying and all stuff because for me to sleep, I have to be intoxicated to a point where I, I was even unable to provide for my kids. Mm-hmm. The reason why I need to forgive myself right now is because I want to get back to my feet. I want to provide my feet, my kids, like I used to, you know, right now. 
Mm-hmm. They even forgot all that good life that they used to have. That's why I started writing. That's why I started doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it for me, my kids, and all those people out there. So I think forgiving myself will not only help me, it will help my kids also. Right. So if you yeah. say to yourself, every time you have a thought, I should have not been doing that at that time. So then that he wouldn't have, you know, taken my innocence or whatever the, the case may be. When you have a thought that comes in your mind, you say out loud, it is not my fault. It is his fault. And I forgive him like I would give forgive myself and grow and, and you know, grow with your husband and um, your husband is being supportive, correct? Or do you have a outsource from your church or? My husband is supportive, but I'm also like getting counseling from, not church actually, from the psychiatric ward. I have a psychiatrist mm-hmm. who are doing online sessions due to this corona, like we can't travel much and all stuff. So, Three times a week we do the counseling sessions. So I'm getting there. That's good. That's see yeah. that's that's the step. I believe in myself. I love myself because I know it is not it was never my fault. And I love myself, I love my children, I love my husband. I say it every day, you know. You know, I, like on on the contrary, your story just motivated me a lot. Like just listening to you, you've been through a lot. Mm-hmm. You managed to pull through. You have your own house. You have your cars. At the moment, I may have nothing. I may not be able to provide my case, even because the economy this side is so bad. But I know I'll do it. You can do it. Just listening to your story. Yeah. You have the strength. Women are stronger than they than they think they are. Believe me, you are my new sister. So <laughs> I will be supporting you in everything you in every way you need to. That's what it. That's how it should be. We all need to bring each other up, and we need to straighten our crowns. If we if if our crowns ever fall to the side, we're supposed to be there to fix our crowns for each other. Fix our crowns. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Um, actually, I wanted to say, like, there is no, there's no individual, individual in this world. What I'm going through or what I've been through, someone is going through that. For us to be able to stop all this is for us to be together, help each other. This does not only happen to women. Men are also going through this. Mm-hmm. And we need to join hands together as the world, men, women. Not for us, for our kids. Imagine if you keep quiet and tomorrow you hear your kids saying, you know, I've been through this. I've been through that. This happened to me. Yet we've been through that also. You start regretting and that's where forgiveness comes in. You will never forgive yourself. If I have done something, if I have spoken up, this wouldn't happen to my kids. And we should normalize talking to our kids about what is happening in the world. Yeah, that's powerful. I am so glad to have you on the podcast. It was just wonderful speaking with you. And I have a new sister in life. Believe me, I want to see you in every step. Thank you so much for my new sister. Like, 
Yes, you as well. If you or a loved one are experiencing violence, abuse, rape, incest, please call the National Sexual Assault Telephone Hotline, 800-656-HOPE. That is 800-656-4673. National Sexual Assault Hotline is free and confidential 24-7. Or contact Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network, also called R-A-I-N-N, or RAIN, at RAIN.org. If you or a loved one is experiencing thoughts and self-harm or substance abuse, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That is, again, 1-800-275-8255. Lifeline provides free and confidential support for people in distress, prevention and crisis resources for you and your loved ones.